ready for our next story. One evening in Galilee, Christ went up to a mountain and prayed all night long. The next morning, he chose 12 of his disciples to be his apostles. Disciples are those who choose to follow Jesus and try to live as he lives, and apostles are special witnesses of and messengers for Christ. He chose the following 12 men to be his apostles. Simon, who was also called Peter, and his brother Andrew, and their fishing partners, James and John. He also called Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew the publican. He called a man named Thomas and a second James and his brother Judas. He called a second Simon and also a second Judas. Well, after Christ called these special men to be his apostles, he gave them and some of his other disciples who were there a lesson we now call the Sermon on the Mount. A sermon is a religious talk. He taught them what we now call the Beatitudes or ways to live your life so that you can be the happiest. He began his talk by telling his disciples that people, of course, would be blessed if they believed Christ's teachings, but that they would also be blessed if they believed the disciples' words about who Christ was and why he was on earth. He said that those they taught would be blessed if they listened to the disciples' words and then chose to be baptized, and they would be filled with the Holy Ghost. He then taught them, people who are poor in spirit or who are humble and not prideful, are blessed with the kingdom of heaven. People who mourn or feel very sad when they lose someone or something will be blessed and comforted by me and by the Holy Ghost. People who are meek, gentle, forgiving, and who are responsible with the power they are given from Heavenly Father will be blessed with the whole earth. People who th hunger and thirst after righteousness or those who seek out the light of the gospel regularly will be filled with the Holy Ghost. People who give others mercy will be blessed with mercy themselves. Those whose hearts are pure and beautiful will be blessed to seek God. People who are peacemakers will be called the children of God. People who suffer because they choose to be righteous will be blessed one day to live in God's kingdom again. You are blessed when you choose to be righteous and follow me. And sometimes other people might be mean to you or lie about you, but you must remember to be happy and glad and joyful because you will be blessed with all these wonderful blessings from heaven. 
Even the prophets who have lived before you have been persecuted too. You're in good company. Jesus continued, When you choose to follow my example of living and enter into a covenant with me through baptism, you are like salt from the earth. Salt helps preserve foods so that it doesn't rot or decompose too quickly. Salt also adds flavor to foods. But if it has lost its flavor and power to save other things by mixing with dirty things, then what good is it? We would just throw it away. If you choose to stop following me, then you're like salt that has lost its usefulness. When you choose to follow my example of righteousness, you are also like a light to the world. Don't you know that a city on the top of a hill can't be hidden? You also wouldn't light a candle and then cover it with a basket, would you? No, you'd put it on a candlestick so that it can give light to everyone you're with. Be confident in shining your light all around so that your friends and family and even strangers can see your light and your goodness and know that you are an example of your Heavenly Father. Some people are afraid that I am here to destroy all the laws of Moses and to disagree with all the prophets of old since sometimes I teach different things from them. But I am not here to destroy the laws or disagree with the prophets. Rather, I am here to fulfill the law and the prophecies. The law of Moses is good and can help you come nearer to Heavenly Father if you live by it. But a lot of the Pharisees and scribes have twisted the laws of Moses and have polluted them so that living by the laws will not bring you closer to Heavenly Father. I'm about to explain to you some commandments that might be unfamiliar with you unfamiliar to you, since they're a little different from the laws of Moses that you grew up with. Remember, whoever breaks these commandments and laws and teaches other people not to keep them will not be able to live with Heavenly Father again. If you're no more righteous or loving than the Jewish scribes and Pharisees, then you won't be able to live with Heavenly Father. But if you keep these commandments and laws and teach them to other people, then you will be called great in God's kingdom. All right, here we go. You've had it taught to you that you shouldn't kill anyone or murder anyone. And if you do, you'll be in trouble. Well, I'm here to tell you that that is true. But also, even if you are angry with someone else, you'll also be in trouble. It's not okay to call someone else names or say mean things to or about other people. If you bring your gift or sacrifice to the altar at the temple, or in our day, we would say, if you come to sacrament meeting or prepare to worship Christ, and you remember that you've been fighting with someone, a parent, a sibling, a friend, or a classmate, then first go make up with that person. Stop the fighting. Forgive or apologize and try to help make things better and then come worship me. If there's someone you don't like, please try to have nice thoughts about them, or else your negative thoughts and words will get you in trouble too. Now, you've heard it taught to you that you should not commit adultery or have special marriage relationships with people you're not married to. Well, I'm here to tell you that if you even look at another person 
or think about another person the way you should only look at or think about your spouse, then it's as though you've already committed adultery. You must protect your heart from these things. Jesus then used this parable to describe what we should do if we keep making mistakes. He said, If your right eye is causing you to make mistakes, then pluck it out of your face and throw it away. If your right hand is causing you to make mistakes, then cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to get rid of your bad eye or your bad hand than to let them lead you to make more mistakes. Christ went on to teach his disciples many more important things. He taught them things like, don't make promises you can't keep. Just be honest in all you do and say. So when you say yes, you need to honestly mean yes. And when you say no, you need to honestly mean no. We must be men and women of our word. Christ also taught them what we call the golden rule. He said, the old prophets has said that if someone hurts you, it's okay to hurt them back the same way. But I say, if someone hurts you, don't hurt them back, but kindly do what it takes so they can't hurt you again. In fact, it would be better for you to get hurt again than for you to cause harm to the other person too. Christ then taught them the importance of giving selflessly to the people around them. He taught them that instead of loving their neighbors and hating their enemies, they should love their neighbors and also love their enemies and pray for them and serve them so that they can be good examples of Heavenly Father. This can be really hard sometimes. But Christ taught his disciples that Heavenly Father sees all the wickedness that happens against us and will judge and punish those who are mean to us if they do not repent. He taught his disciples many more important things, like to be careful about whether or not they loved their money or riches more than God. He taught them not to judge others or try to take God's place in blessing or punishing people for their actions. And he gave them this parable. He said, why would you look at your brother? And if you see a tiny sliver of wood stuck in his eye, Try to get it out of him before noticing the huge beam of wood sticking out of your own eye. That's just silly. You need to take the huge beam out of your own eye before trying to help your brother take the sliver out of his eye. He taught them that they could tell what kind of person someone was by their actions and behaviors and by the way they lived. He taught them that through this parable. He said, Good, healthy trees can't produce ruined fruit, and ruined fruit trees can't produce healthy fruit. You know a tree is good if it brings forth good fruit, and you know a tree is bad if it brings forth bad fruit. You wouldn't try to gather figs from thorny plants or grapes from wild bushes. So it is with people. If men or women have good treasures in their hearts, then they will do and say and think things that are good. But if they have evil treasures in their hearts, then they will do and say and think evil things. The words that people use are usually a sign of what is in their hearts. Now, if you want to be my disciples, then why do you call me your Lord, but you don't do the things that I teach you to do? 
Whoever follows me and hears what I teach and does what I teach is like a man who built a house. First, he dug deep into the ground and built a strong foundation on rock so that when it started to rain hard enough to cause a flood, his house stood strong and firm on the foundation, no matter how hard the water beat upon his house to try and topple it over. Whoever hears my teachings but chooses not to do what I teach is like a man who tried to build his house on top of the dirt. He did not dig deep into the ground to build a strong foundation. So when a great storm came and the waters beat upon his house, it immediately crashed to the ground and was ruined. Christ then asked them to become perfect, like Heavenly Father. In Jesus' time, being perfect meant to be healthy and whole and full of truth. Jesus taught many other important things during the Sermon on the Mount, but I'll save these teachings for another day, and we'll move on to another story about Jesus. After he and his disciples and twelve apostles came down the mountain, they found themselves in the middle of a huge group of people from all around who had come to be healed of diseases and evil spirits. Everyone there wanted to touch Jesus because of his priesthood power and virtue, and he healed them all. One Sabbath day, Jesus and his disciples were walking through some cornfields, and his disciples were plucking the corn and eating it, eating some of it as they walked. One of the Pharisees saw them and said, Whoa, don't you know it's against the law of Moses to pluck food on the Sabbath? Jesus heard him and said, Don't you remember that once, when King David of old was so hungry, he went and took the holy bread from the temple so that he and his friends could eat it? It was completely against the law of Moses for him to eat it, since the special bread was only supposed to be eaten by the priests. Since I am the Lord, I am also the Lord of the Sabbath. Well, on a different Sabbath day, Christ taught in a synagogue. And there was a man there who had a withered, crippled hand. He couldn't use it at all. The scribes and Pharisees that were there were watching Jesus very closely to see what he was going to do. It was against their law to do any work or heal anyone on the Sabbath. So if Christ healed the man's hand, they would get him in trouble. Christ knew what they were trying to do, however. And so he called the man with the withered hand to stand in the middle of everyone there. Jesus then asked him, Is it lawful to do good and to save life on the Sabbath, or to do evil and destroy life? Christ looked around at everyone in the synagogue and said to the man in the middle, Stretch your hand out. The man did as he was told, and lo and behold, his hand was whole. It worked. It was a miracle. The scribes and Pharisees were so upset and talked madly with one another about what they should do to Jesus. What do you think? Was it good for Jesus to heal the man's hand on the Sabbath? Well, that's the end of our story for this week, little chickens. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Goodbye. (laughs) 